0: David Steinman is an expert in raising healthy kids. He is a leader in the anti-toxics movements. He is an author. His newest book is Raising Healthy Kids, Protecting Your Children from Hidden Chemical Toxins Every Day. Welcome to the show, David.
1: Oh, hi, George. Good. It's great to be here.
0: Yeah. Excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal lives, more about your work and why you do what you do.
1: Well, I, I uh, I'm a toxic cop. I... We test a lot of products, and we uh, often uh, bring legis- uh, a litigation for companies that are selling products with undisclosed chemical toxins. I also am a father of three kids, and I wrote Diet for a Poisoned Planet before I ha- had kids, and I've written Raising Healthy Kids Now um, to help parents manage uh, this uh, quagmire of You know, our kids are being exposed to chemical toxins daily in school, at home, and uh, Raising Healthy Kids is all about how to protect your kids from the hidden chemical toxins in our everyday lives.
0: How did you find yourself interested in or becoming aware of of some of these
1: problems? I was a—I used to fish a lot in the Santa Monica Bay, and I was a victim of DDT poisoning. Uh, When I was a kid and I had very high levels of DDT, I discovered that as a journalist when we did a study of the men and women fishing from the Bay and took their blood samples and found out that the people eating the most fish in the Bay had the highest levels of pesticide and industrial chemical compared to a control group that we had also formed. We published these findings, and I also testified uh, before Congress and that led me to an interest in uh, toxic chemicals and how they impact our um, lives. And
0: th- th- I, I, I have so many questions. I have a a very cursory, basic understanding that many of the products that we use, our beauty, our, our personal care products, the food, everything around us, is potentially toxic how 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 big is this problem how how pervasive is it
1: Uh, well it's it's an it's it's an it's an enormous problem because it affects all of our children are being impacted in some way or another and also the the other problem is the myth people think there's nothing they can do they get frustrated and sometimes they don't want to do anything because they get frustrated. So I've tried to make it really simple and um, share with folks products that are very safe and uh, products that aren't safe and situations. For example, if your child is starting a daycare, uh, mom and dad, you need to check the drinking water of their daycare center and make sure that it's filtered. I tell stories of parents who didn't do that and their kids got poisoned by chemicals that can cause kidney and liver disease, and they really needed to check their daycare center water before the kids started. So, I fill the book with a lot of really helpful tips to keep you to keep you and your kids healthy and safe.
0: I could certainly appreciate. We are if you open up the internet or the newspaper there are so many horrible things going on in the world and that can be demotivating And you throw your hands up and say, I I just, there's nothing I could do about this. So I'm just not going to do anything about it. But to your point, there are plenty of things you can do about it. And there are plenty of alternative products in most every category. Is that, is that fair?
1: There are alternative products. For example, one of the myths that I bust is that organic foods have to be more expensive than conventionally sourced. I point out that most organic foods uh, do tend to have pesticides. Most organic foods, according to monitoring reports I've looked at, don't. But you can buy staples like celery, lettuce, bread, apples, oranges, carrots, for about the same price as conventionally grown, and it's much healthier uh, for your kids and yourself, because it truly cuts down on your pesticide exposure. <clears throat> so,
0: do you have a sense? Probably, probably you do. Of why it is that 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 chemicals toxins have become so pervasive, or have have they always been? Is it product? Is it product profit motivated, driven?
1: A lot of what we're dealing with now happened starting with post-World War II in the petrochemical boom. Most of the chemical toxicity that we're experiencing now is coming from petrochemicals. And we're sort of on overload. We buy a lot of things we don't need to. I think if you go into your personal shopping habits, as I have, to look at this, you'll see you buy a lot of products, for example, that are made from plastic. I can just give you examples. Um, you might buy a watering can. Instead of being made from steel, it's made from plastic. And we have inundated our lives with so much plastic. We also have nano plastic particles that permeate our lives. And the regulations governing the production of plastic materials from petrochemicals are very lax. I spend a lot of time on behalf of my non the nonprofit for which I work, Healthy Living Foundation, in Cancer Alley, where many of these chemicals are produced. And when you buy products with fewer petrochemical-based ingredients, you're also helping folks in Cancer Alley and reducing their toxic burden. So we do buy a lot of products. We can be much smarter about it. And when we are, we actually help our neighbors. I've not heard the term Cancer Alley, what is that? Cancer Alley is a region in Louisiana, starting from Baton Rouge in the north, going to New Orleans in the south, along the Mississippi River, it's about 85 miles and about 200 chemical plants are grounded, crowded into these 85 miles. And this is where a huge number of the petrochemicals in our cosmetics, cleaning products, and other everyday products are manufactured. There's a very high cancer rate in Cancer Alley. That's why they gave it that name.
0: Well, that sounds really awful. 200 chemical plants... An eighty-five mile stretch, and so it's the it's the smoke coming out of the stacks. It's the it's the waste getting pumped into water. It's kind of all these things that are causing that.
1: It is at night. It burns like Dante's Inferno. You can see those fiery smokestacks, those orange lights, and all those plants lit up, and they spew pollutants like chloroprene into the air that the kids and parents breathe we went to the 5th reserve 5th uh, ward elementary school in reserve louisiana which is right next to a plastic plant that makes neoprene and i've really stopped buying a lot of products with neoprene and i'm looking for substitutes even for wetsuits now you can find excuse me, um, alternatives to neoprene. And that's because neoprene is made from chloroprene, which is a carcinogen. These kids at the Fifth Ward Elementary School, which is right next to the plant, are breathing these chemicals. We went down and we're going to be bringing them air filters for their classrooms. The Department of Justice has filed a, a legal a lit- litigation against the plastic plant right next to the school but it gives you an example of how perilous this can be. You have hundreds of children playing right next to a plant that's making the neoprene say, for the handle of your jump rope. And the levels of neoprene in the air are up to 70 times above what the EPA allows, but the plant keeps spewing these chemicals and the enforcement is just not there. It's really a matter of we consumers being smarter and conscientious and cutting down on the amount of neoprene product we buy. It's always
0: so depressing and disturbing to to hear things like this. Um, so we we write books, you investigate, you bring lawsuits, you work to bring change so for families, for individuals, you mentioned, make sure that you're paying attention to the water that your kids are drinking at their schools or their daycares. So it's, I, I'm interested, it's it's stuff we consume. So what we're putting in our mouths, drinking, eating, it's stuff we're putting on our bodies. So shampoo, soap, lotions, it's how we clean our homes. What else am I missing? Or
1: Well, it's also uh, our community. Our homes themselves may be located near a plant that, for example, uses a chemical like ethylene oxide. We as parents, I show in the book how to find out what's in your community. I have a whole chapter about knowing your community. And you do need to know what's in your community. There's a story that we tell about a family in Mooresville, North Carolina, that was poisoned by coal ash. And they were using coal ash for landscaping and in the schools and around buildings, but it's highly toxic and can cause cancer too. So it's important to know about your community and be aware of potential hazards that you or your kids may face. Knowledge is the key to protection, so we shouldn't be scared we really need to be aware of as parents because our kids well-being depends on it is there any level of of chemicals
0: that's okay or is it we need to and obviously small changes are better than no changes at all
1: but so the, the position that parents need to take is zero tolerance. Public officials will tell you that a small amount of atrazine or benzene, for example, in your drinking water is okay and won't hurt you. <laughs> but the facts tell a different story. When epidemiologists look at low amounts of chemical exposures, they find that kids are impacted. For example, everyday exposures to a chemical called phthalate that's found in cosmetics and most often associated with cosmetics that contain fragrance, everyday level exposures during pregnancy can harm a child's ability to learn, uh, can give them uh, language difficulties, can increase their risk for attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder, and even influence their gender behavior. So, for parents, they, we need to take a zero-tolerance position. Public officials will tell you a small amount, as I said, of a phthalate or atrazine is okay, but it's not. Their science is outdated. What they're really saying is we have to allow a small amount of atrazine or phthalate in your drinking water because there's a plant that needs that is manufacturing this chemical and is disposing of it into the drinking water, or your local uh, uh, cane growers, if it's if it's at Louisiana, for example, or other uh, corn growers are using atrazine on their crops, and it's getting into your surface waters. And a little bit is okay because we need to use it. Well, no, it's not okay for my kids. Zero tolerance. Amen.
0: All right. So I, as just, if I didn't have any kids, it would be wise for me to conduct some kind of an audit of all the, just everything that that's in my community and around my home and what I'm eating and the products that I'm using to clean and all these things. Um, is that, is, is that something that you advocate just kind of take an inventory of everything that you're buying and bringing into your house?
1: I do. As you read Raising Healthy Kids, as a parent or or even a concerned adult, you'll find yourself looking at products a lot more skeptically, looking at their labels and questioning them and throwing some products out and making choices that will have an immediate healthy impact on your family health. So it is good to do an audit, and you shouldn't be afraid to throw some products out. You'll probably find you have pesticides, cleaning products, cosmetics, uh, a lot of foods. And when you look at them after reading the book, you'll say, why did I bring these into my home? You will be tempted to throw them out and find safer products. It's a good thing to do because your family will be healthier for it. And
0: as we on a micro level for lack of a better term start making better choices well let me ask a different question um it strikes me we my wife and i do have three kids and we are try to be very very mindful about everything that we've been talking about today are there more products coming to market than before because of an increased awareness or how is how is the marketplace responding
1: Well, there's a lot of good news. The reason why we can now, as consumers, find so many organic foods competitively priced, cleaning products and cosmetics that are safe, often made with organic ingredients or safe ingredients. The reason why we can find so many now is because of conscientious shoppers who use their shopping dollars to voice their vote for a healthier, safer planet. And the marketplace has responded faster than legislation. So there are new safe products coming out all the time. I mentioned the neoprene plant in Reserve, Louisiana. And, you know, surfers, for example, buy wetsuits, right? Well, they're now buying those wetsuits made from materials other than neoprene because they're becoming aware that for all the enjoyment they get from uh, wearing their wetsuit in cold water and staying warm, the kids in reserve are suffering for that. And there's a better alternative. So, for example, Patagonia now is making wetsuits, but they're not making them from neoprene. What kind of materials are they using? Or well, there's they- natural rubber uh, that's uh, that's being used now. And other materials instead of neoprene include uh, recycled plastics. Um, which are a much better approach than raw petrochemicals, for example, that are being used now uh, to make neoprene. Most neoprene.
0: It is it is fascinating and interesting that you mentioned that. I think you mentioned that there's a lot of positive and and, and reasons for for being positive. Are you positive about 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 the future? 10 years from now 20 years from now you think that things are going to have shifted pretty dramatically or
1: i'm positive that people who read reading healthy raising healthy kids can have healthy kids i'm troubled overall by society's uh inability to reproduce hmm. i think the amount of chemical exposure we've suffered from particularly from plastic nanoplastics we know from epidemiological studies that they've impacted fertility in, in 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 our younger generations and i think it's very questionable whether uh we can continue to sustain our population uh given the amount of infertility that exists uh in society it's not really spoken about in in micro terms we talk about an aging society but I'm not terribly optimistic uh, that kids in their 20s now will uh, be able to sustain a robust population. I think they're one of the first generations to have been chemically impacted from genetics, from conception to uh, birth and then on. People who are a little older, you know, whose parents were born before 1945, have a different set of genetics than kids whose parents were born after the petrochemical explosion and the that began after World War II. So I am positive for folks who read the book because they're going to be ahead of the game. But if people continue to get highly exposed as they are, um, our society will have more societal, will have more dysfunction, a generation of kids who have lost a few IQ points and aren't able to reproduce. Um with vigor needed to sustain a healthy nation.
0: Well, all we can do is what we can do. So appreciate you coming on, David. Where can people learn more about you? Where can they get their copy of Raising Healthy Kids, Protecting Your Children from Hidden Chemical Toxins Every Day?
1: Well, uh, Raising Healthy Kids is available in pre sale copies uh, at Amazon or any other independent bookseller. And you can just Google Raising Healthy Kids David Steinman to find it. It'll be show up everywhere. It's uh, published by Skyhorse. And davidwilliamsteinman.com for my website, where I post stories about uh, raising healthy kids, obviously, and products and what to look for to reduce your um, toxicity and to make sure your kids do stay healthy. And if you're pregnant, it's very important. So, Anyone who's planning on having kids should also be uh, getting the book, Raising Healthy Kids.
0: Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show David your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, get your copy of Raising Healthy Kids. And if you are a parent, start taking that zero tolerance approach to your kid's health and Just for better living, pick up your copy and figure out what you can do to just be a healthier person. Thanks again, David.
1: Thank you, George. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.